The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Bora Hey, Iconic Armies. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Yeah, yeah. 2022. Wow. Hope your new year is off to a good start. Yeah. How about you, Kayla? Yeah. How's your new year? Definitely um, had a great new year. We got together with some friends and we went to, well, with you and Corey and another friend couple that we have, a mutual friends, mm-hmm. and went to a really nice Italian restaurant and... Mm-hmm. Um, had a fun night counting down the new year together. Yeah. It's been a good year so far. It is. I'm feeling optimistic about this year, despite like some of the negative things that have happened already, like mm-hmm. Bob Saget dying. That oh was my tragic. Gosh, yeah. Betty White dying right before the new year, yeah. too. COVID tragic. just on the rise yeah, exponentially. Omicron. Let's not get into that. But <laughs> despite all of that, I'm feeling optimistic about 2022. Yeah. Yeah, we're here to be excited for 2022. There's a lot to look forward to. It's like a fresh start, you know, like you just have to feel, you know, with the new year, I know it's like typical to to have resolutions, Mm -hmm. but it really does feel like a restart button. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just feeling pretty optimistic about what's ahead. Me too. I am too. I really am. Yeah. Especially with what's ahead for BTS. I feel like there's so much in store for BTS this year. I really do. I do too. So on that note, welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast. Uh And today we're going to hang out for about an hour and retell some of our favorite fanfics. Yes. So if you are new to the fanfic files... It's a series of episodes where we both individually pick a fan fiction um, on our own. And then we come here live on the podcast and we read it to each other and mm-hmm. to all of you. Yeah. So we don't know what we picked so that it'll be new to both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really we get to surprise to each other with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Always super fun. We can't wait to fangirl, laugh and learn a little bit along, along the, the way. way. <laughs> but before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you, Iconics for being here and for supporting us. 
If you'd like to support us even further, have access to our Google Docs and also access to our monthly virtual iconic hangouts. The next one, which, by the way, is happening this Monday, this upcoming Monday, if you're listening to the episode on Thursday when it comes out, you only have a couple days to make sure that your Monday evening is clear. But the iconic hangout is fun. Every single month we get to hang out with other iconics and talk about anything and have everything having to do with bts Mm -hmm. what's going on in their world and also discuss things that we talked about on the podcast it's a blast super fun join us on patreon for that at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing bts podcast your support really helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. But any type of support you have to offer is super appreciated. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening us to us in 2022. Yes. Really looking forward to this year. I cannot emphasize that enough. So excited. Uh, kicking off our year for our charity of the month this year, um, the United States Congress actually designated January as Cervical Health Awareness Month. So we think that this is a great thing to be educated and to, you know, support this month of January. More than 14,000 women in the United States alone are diagnosed with invasive cervical cancer each year, but this disease is totally preventable with vaccination and appropriate screening. So the NCCC and the American Sexual Health Association, also goes by ASHA, also offer a range of resources, which we have listed in a link in our description. These resources can help educate the public and healthcare providers about cervical health, from fact sheets to episodes of their very own sex and health podcast. Um, So if you're, I mean, you're obviously a podcast listener if you're here. So if you want to be educated more about cervical health and other aspects of sex and health, then you can listen to their podcast. But we found out um, that, you know, cervical cancer is preventable through a vaccine against Mm -hmm. HPV. So that's one of the main things you can do to educate yourself and to protect yourself. And their website nccc-online.org has just a wealth of information for other resources, other ways that you can educate yourself and others. Um, mm-hmm. and preventative measures. Yeah, yeah, preventative measures and what you can do to expect you know, or what you can expect if you know you do get cervical cancer. Um, just a really important thing to be aware of. Yeah. 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 Um, you were talking about how like it doesn't it's not until like stage three or stage four where a lot of women find out that they have cervical cancer. So knowing those preventative measures, knowing the signs and symptoms, you know, just educating yourself. You know, if you go to this website, there really is a wealth of information. So definitely yeah. check it out or donate if you can. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And you can find a donation link in our description as well and also on the website. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Great. Okay, the next thing we have to talk about before we dive into these wonderful fanfics is being an ARMY. So next month, we are celebrating our love for BTS and ARMY with our fifth annual Being an ARMY episode. In case you aren't familiar, every year we release a special episode around Valentine's Day in which we share stories from our beloved iconic listeners. We're asking you to send your ARMY stories again Tell us how being an army has impacted your life. Yeah. And your stories can really be about anything. Um, But for some examples, you could share how you got into BTS, some friendships that have formed Mm -hmm. through being a BTS fan, concert experiences, rediscovering old hobbies through BTS, how the group and their music has inspired you. 
etc. Yeah, it could really, really be anything. It could be about anything. We've gotten some really fantastic stories through being an army. This is an episode we look forward to every year. Cannot, still cannot fathom that this is our fifth. Yeah, um, fifth. Freaking crazy. We love hearing your stories and really no story is too big or too small to share. We want to hear them all. So please submit your story via email at standingbtspodcast at gmail.com or you can click the link in our bio on our Twitter or Instagram to fill out a Google form submission. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year we aren't accepting submissions on social DM. We had in the past, but just we noticed with last year with the, our last episode for being an army, some of the stories got lost in the DMs, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we just feel like having it all in one place. We're not going to miss your story. Right. We would hate for you to spend the time to write in your heartfelt, unique story and for us to miss it mm-hmm. and not be able to share it on the podcast. So please don't send us something through DM this year. Of course, you can click the link in our bio if you're typically on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, email is perfect. Yeah. 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 And we for sure are not going to miss it. We just don't want to miss it. Yeah. Yeah. So please send in your stories. We love hearing them and you might have the chance of having them read here on the show. Yeah. Come Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. All the love. So much (laughs) love. All the BTS Army love. It's the best time. Yeah. So the last day to submit your story is on February 12th Mm -hmm. of this year. Yeah. So you guys have a little bit of time, almost right up to Valentine's Day. So get them in. Get them in. February 12th. We're looking forward to it. Yep. For this episode of The Fanfic Files, we chose a theme, and that theme is New Year's Eve, which we felt was very timely. Mm -hmm. Um, So before I get into my story, I do have two honorable mentions because (laughs) I just have to tell you about them, Bethany, and I really want Iconics to go read them because they're really good. Mm -hmm. So the first one is called Champagne Supernova, and this is by INT underscore Shadow on AO3. So here's just a little description that they had that hooked me. My ex is here that ex the one you broke up with for stupid reasons like a stupid idiot but never stopped loving yes that ex well shit so in this story yoongi owns a nightclub and his bartends are v-men which is incredible cute and he is it's he's working new year's eve and he is just stunned by this blob of white hair in the crowd of course it's fucking white hair ho sock because this it's is a like story from this J-Hope. year okay. oh yeah oh yeah so Ooh. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so the whole story is just phenomenal you must go read and it's soap and i just can't help but to notice the title like champagne supernova uh-huh. makes me think of the oasis song yeah which, who doesn't love that song? totally it has so much going for it uh-huh. so go read it honestly a big reason i didn't do it is because I feel like I do soap fanfics all the time and I wanted to give another ship some time. Me too. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. This other one that I have to mention is called And If We Kiss at Midnight and it's by Yoongshine. And this is their description in which Hosok's New Year's resolution to confess to Yoongi who he has been crushing on but everything goes south when he accidentally kisses Young, his ex-boyfriend. Oh, my god! Yeah. So okay. you think it's going to be soap. And then it also throws V-Hope at you. And it's kind of like this little love triangle and mm-hmm. a, little, a little bit of like angst and confusion. And so it's cute. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You have a lot of soap. 
I know. Well, <laughs> see, more reasons why I didn't do this one. Yeah. But that one really leans more towards V-Hope. And I was looking at that one personally because I know you really, you obviously your main bias, your ultimate bias is Young, and you're always wrecked by Hosok, mm-hmm. like main bias wrecker. So I was like, I do right. love V-Hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some V-Hope and action. So. So, but the one that I ultimately landed on because I just felt like it was so, so sweet and it was a ship that I really have not been able to give much time to before um, is called A Little Bit Like Magic and it's by Tortoro Juni on AO3. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Everything is loud. It's exactly what Sokjin would expect from a party at Jimin and Young's. Colorful, loud, kind of glittery, but he's still surprised. There are so many people crammed into their small apartment. It's difficult to move among the massive sweaty bodies and alcohol, but he manages. He always does. This is the fourth year in a row Jimin and Young have hosted a New Year's party, and they really outdid themselves this time. Glitter is everywhere. They've got a fully decked out makeshift bar in their tiny kitchen. There's even those life-size letter balloons, complete with old-fashioned photo props in the living room, so guests can have a photo op for their social media. Sokjin doesn't really know anyone here. There's a lot of people from Hosok's dance crew and some from Young's work, neither of which he's a part of. He, Jimin, Young, and Hosok are college friends who've been attached at the hip for a very long time, so it's only natural that they all gather to ring in the new year together without fail. But now, his three friends are nowhere to be found, probably all drunk off their asses, and Sokjin is standing in the middle of the party, awkwardly stone-cold sober. Oh well, maybe he'll steal some sunglasses from the photo booth and pretend to be a time traveler. He laughs a little. Okay, I'm sorry, but pretend to be a time traveler. (laughs) Like, just with all the Seven Fates Chaco stuff that we're getting and the time traveling, like, Sokjin. I know. Yeah. It was so perfect. Yeah. Uh, He laughs a little at the thought, just like we just did. Even (laughs) if he dramatically screamed, what year is it? No one would be able to hear him. Instead, he decides to head to the hallway to his left, feeling a little bit like a lost teenager. He can just watch cat videos on his phone until the clock strikes midnight. That sounds like a perfect idea, Sokjin affirms as he sits on the floor in the only non-crowded part of the apartment. He's alone, kind of. There's no one else in the hallway, but the party rages on his right, and he catches a glimpse of Hosok and Young dancing to Russian Roulette by Red Velvet at double speed. He grins involuntarily before reaching for his phone in his back pocket. His hand brushes over a book instead. Raising an eyebrow, Sokjin twists his body around and feels in the dark for the object lying next to him. It's then that he realizes he's mistaken. It's not a book, but rather a journal, and a nice one at that. He holds it up in front of him. It's small, with a light blue moleskin cover, Something's written on the front, and Sokjin holds it up to the party lights to try to read it. Eventually, the light catches, and Sokjin finally sees it in neat handwriting. Before I die. Well, that's a little morbid to bring to a party. <laughs> Maybe it's Young's. He's into existential stuff like that. Sokjin flips to the first page to see if someone's name is there. There it is. It's not Young's. Property of Kim Namjoon. It reads at the top of the page, and underneath it, a beautiful drawing of a tree. Sokjin doesn't know a Kim Namjoon, but he debates getting up and finding him in the crowd. Everyone is so drunk, so there's really no point. He checks his phone. 40 minutes to midnight. 
Well, there's nothing better for him to do. The journal is so intriguing, and Sokjin's curious to know just who Kim Namjoon is. And it's not invading someone's privacy if you don't even know them, right? At least, that's what Sokjin tells himself as some sort of form of reassurance before turning the page. Oh, gosh. He's going to read this journal. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And, oh, it's a bucket list. That makes a little more sense. Sokjin flips ahead and glimpses at hundreds of entries, all in the same neat, slightly loopy handwriting. He turns back to the beginning and starts reading. And okay, this Namjoon is definitely an optimist, or at the very least, a dreamer. Sokjin's never made or looked at a bucket list before, but he's sure that this one strays a little bit from the conventional. Sure, there's big things written like go to Japan, learn French, get married. But then there's stuff like visit 10 museums in one day. Oh, my God. Sight read music on a street piano. The more crowded, the better. Shout something obscene in Korean in a foreign city until someone understands and raises their eyebrow at you. Sokjin bursts into laughter at bike from the McDonald's in Gangnam to the McDonald's in Ilsan with no breaks until nobody because it's just so random. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Quite a few are checked off, too, with the date completed next to it, occasionally a little phrase or doodled tacked to the side of it. Surprisingly, Pat Kangaroo has a check mark on 61417 Taranga Zoo written next to it, accompanied by a little doodle of the animal. There's a lot related to Australia in this section, and most are crossed off. Namjoon must have taken a trip, this journal in his pocket, patting kangaroos, picking up crabs at the beach, enjoying an opera at the Sydney at the Sydney Opera House. Sokjin can imagine it so clearly. He smiles at the thought. He keeps wow. reading. I'm sorry to interrupt, but the fact that he's smiling at the thought, like I he know. doesn't even know who Namjoon is. Yes, he doesn't. Even, he has no idea what this person even looks like, uh-huh. but he's just happy thinking about this random stranger experiencing all of these things that they have on their bucket list in a journal labeled "Before I Die." Mm-hmm. You know, like he's in love with his thoughts yeah. and like his ideas that he's jotting down. Yeah, cute. Yeah, really cute. Mm-hmm. Super empathetic too. I just love that Jin is just picking up on all of this yeah um okay he keeps reading sees find out how long i can sing in a nora bang without water breaks no phone for a day adopt a dog starring jungkook's film check for 118 but then he pauses nestled between the love actually thing platonic version on yugi's birthday check 3916 and read all the harry potter books in one day then say a quick fuck you to jk rowling check 122117 is an innocently written kiss a stranger on new year's no check mark <gasps> oh this is so ah, cute oh god yes. kayla how do you find these fics like i really am amazed at your ability to find fics pure like this. luck i'm pure fully luck. pulled in i love it all right keep going oh so jen thinks so that's why this is at a new year's party Kim Namjoon's trying to kiss a stranger at midnight. Must have been trying for a couple of years. Sokjin hopes he gathers up the courage to do so. He hopes at the end of his life, Namjoon has checked off this entire list. He has to return the journal, Sokjin realizes, as soon as possible, so that Namjoon can keep checking off more and more. And maybe, maybe Sokjin can introduce himself too. So he slips the journal into his bag to keep it safe, stands up, and dusts off his jeans. He probably won't get it back to Namjoon by midnight, but he can at least find find him before the party ends. He smiles a little, steps forward to rejoin the party, and immediately collides with someone else. 
At first, also Jin can register as ow, since he's pretty sure he just hit his forehead on the other's chin, and he'd accidentally elbowed them somewhere on their wrist. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, are you okay? The words spill out of his mouth quickly, overlapping each other as he frantically tries to survey the damage while clutching his forehead at the same time. Which, can't you just picture Jin, like, especially the clutching his forehead part, like, so mm, him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'm good. The stranger's voice is deeper than Sok Jin's, and there's no hint of drunkenness in his tone. Sook Jin looks up and, wow, okay, he's cute, really cute. He's taller than Sook Jin with chestnut brown hair and dark eyes that he can only describe as looking kind. Hmm. Are you okay? The man asks him, furrowing his brow. Sook Jin lowers his hand from his forehead hastily, if only to smooth out the crease between the other's brows, and assures him that he's fine. Were you going somewhere important? I'm sorry, Sokjin says. Oh no, the man says. Actually, I was just wandering. I haven't had anything to drink or anything. He gives Sokjin a smile and, oh, he's got dimples and they are adorable. Sokjin kind of wants to boop them. Yeah, parties aren't really my thing, he finishes. And Sokjin mourns the loss of the dimples as his smile fades. Mm. Me neither, Sokjin responds, trying not to make it evident that his brain is currently arranging a funeral for the loss of the stranger's dimples. Do you want to... Um, I, was, I was just sitting over there, he gestures vaguely to the hallway. It's quieter, less people and stuff. Sure, the stranger says, and suddenly it's a national holiday in Sokjin's brain as his dimpled smile returns. They settle in easily, leaning up against the wall where Sokjin was moments ago. He brings his knees to his chest and wraps his arms around them comfortably, and the stranger sits crisscross applesauce to his left. So, um, how do you know Tae and Jiminy? Sokjin asks, turning to him in the eye and offering a soft smile. Oh, I work with Taeyong at the coffee shop, and he invited me. It's my second job. I also work at a bookstore, he says. I'm trying to save up for a trip somewhere, so yeah. Okay, so maybe Sokjin wants to kiss his dimples. Instead, he asks, where do you want to go? Ooh, the stranger says, biting his lip. Okay, aside from everywhere, there's the staples like Paris, London, Milan, Amsterdam, New York, but also... New Zealand. It's so beautiful there. More woods, Zagu Falls. Oh, Athens. Athens. And I guess the last one's a little silly since it's rather close, but I've never been to Japan and I really want to go. And wow, that's a long list. I'm sorry. Sokjin smiles. <laughs> Don't apologize, he says, and it comes out softer, sweeter than he intended. But maybe he doesn't really mind. Not when the man next to him is looking at him like that. Did Sokjin mention his dimples? <laughs> I really hope you get to go to all of those places. Yeah, me too, he sighs wistfully and then laughs at himself. Sokjin is softly laughing too. How about you, he finally asks. How do you know Taeyang and Jimin? Oh, we're friends from college, have been since freshman year. We've got this whole quartet going, Sokjin says. Oh, yeah, Taeyang definitely talks about you guys. Are you Hosok? No, that's Hosok. Sokjin so snorts, pointing to where Hosok is leading their entire dance crew in a drunken conga line. Yes! <laughs> I can see it. Yes. I can see it. Yes. I want it. <laughs> I need Hosok in a there. conga line. Yeah. Uh, um, drunkenly in a right, conga line. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Incredible. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm Kayla from Standing BTS. After you check out the latest episode of our show, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on Consequence Podcast Network, including Rootsland, an original story of two friends who take a musical and spiritual journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. The Opus is Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head over to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. I'm Sokjin, Kim Sokjin. Most people call me Jin, though. I'm the untalented and socially awkward one, he shrugs. Sorry to disappoint. Hey, the stranger playfully narrows his eyes at Sokjin. New year, no more self-deprecation. I'm sure you're incredibly talented, and it's literally impossible to beat me in terms of awkwardness. Sokjin opens his mouth to argue, but it dies in his throat as the stranger sheepishly runs a hand through his hair and says, by the way... I'm, um, my name's Namjoon. Oh, didn't see that coming. Oh, right. I mean. <laughs> but how perfect. <laughs> now he knows for sure, Now right? he knows that the journal, <laughs> this, this hot man that he's like fallen in love with. With these is, dimples. With the dimples mm-hmm. is also the owner of that journal. Yeah. It takes everything in his power for Sokjin not to visibly freak out. But of course, this is Kim Namjoon. Namjoon finishes. And okay, Sukjin can't help it. A smile creeps onto his face until he's beaming back at Namjoon. Nice to meet you, Kim Namjoon, he says. Nice to meet you too, Kim Sukjin. Namjoon says back, and Sukjin's heart explodes a little. Has he mentioned Namjoon's dimples yet today? He's not sure. (laughs) (laughs) This author is whipped for Namjoon's Namjoon's dimples. We all are. (laughs) I almost said his nipples. (laughs) But yes, his dimples. (laughs) we've only seen some nipples yeah right uh okay so namjoon do you have a new year's resolution sokjin asks trying to subtly move closer to him ah yes uh i guess kind of simple really i want to read 100 books namjoon's face looks so determined and it's adorable that's uh that's a lot of books sokjin says and whistles lowly Yeah, I know, but I think I can do it. I'm a fast reader. I guess working at a bookstore helps. Namjoon says with a tiny smile. He shifts so that his legs are both stretched out across into the hallway. How about you? Any resolutions? Hmm, not really, Sokjin says softly. I think he thinks about how shitty the past year has been and says, I'm just hoping to be happy next year. Yeah, if I can find something positive in each day, I think that's going to make it a good year. You know, Namjoon, Namjoon taps his knee in thought. Taeyang talks about you at work, talks about the four of you. But when he talks about you, his eyes light up differently. He pauses for a moment. I remember him saying once that you never fail to make him smile. And he wishes you realized how special you were because he could tell that you hadn't been feeling your best. He mm. said that about me, wow. Sokjin says. It's almost a whisper, but... Evidently, Namjoon hears it because he's nodding. I know we don't really know each other, Namjoon says, shifts a little closer to Sokjin so that their legs are touching, but I can already see why he did. Oh, no. No. Like, are are you not crying? No, yes. There's a tear. (sighs) There's a tear for me. Right. (laughs) He can't help it. Sokjin feels the blush creep up in his cheeks And it's at this moment that he becomes extremely aware of their proximity. 
If he leaned in closer, he could count Namjoon's eyelashes, see those dimples up close, smooth out the crease between his brows, and surprisingly, he doesn't mind one bit. Almost suddenly, people around them begin counting down from ten, shouting and watching the fireworks out the window, and Sokjin is reminded of the journal in his bag and the person it belongs to right in front of them and number 621 on Namjoon's bucket list, Kiss a Stranger on New Year's, and maybe, maybe Sokjin counts as a stranger, and maybe, maybe he can summon up an ounce of courage in front of him, Namjoon small, swallows. Okay, this is going to sound like a really weird question, and you absolutely don't have to. Can I kiss you, Sokjin bl- blurts out, and his heart races in his chest. What if that wasn't what Na- Namjoon was going to ask? What if Sokjin wasn't what he had in mind? What if, yeah, Namjoon's smile is blinding. Yeah, he says breathlessly, and everyone around them is chanting, three, two, one. But the world disappears as Sokjin leans in. It's a little bit like magic because the world is yelling Happy New Year. And the last thing Sokjin sees before the new year begins are the fireworks reflected in Namjoon's eyes. Oh my gosh. And Sokjin kisses Namjoon. Wow. Oh, so sweet. The (laughs) fact that he found his journal, which is so Namjoon, Uh so Namjoon to make this really obscure bucket list. And it's very ENFP of him. You know, the personality type. Uh I feel that. I really feel that. Um, being the same personality type as Namjoon, right. I just know. <laughs> and then here he is, like he finds that he wants to kiss someone on New Year's, a stranger on New Year's, mm-hmm. and then I mean, it's just perfect. Just I love this. This, I know. this plot is great. Yeah, this is great plot. Oh, I'm so glad you think so. <laughs> um, okay. At first, so they're kissing right now, right? At first, it's tentative, a little shy. But then Sokjin feels warmth blossom in his chest. Namjoon's lips are impossibly soft, his breath warm, and his hands find Sokjin's knee, and Sokjin melts into it, lets his lips part, and wraps his arms around Namjoon's shoulders to pull him closer. It lasts a little bit longer than it should for two strangers on New Year's, but Sokjin doesn't mind. His heart even sinks a little bit when they eventually separate, but Namjoon's softly smiling at him, and Sokjin can't help it. He brings his hand to cup Namjoon's face and let his thumb brush across one of his dimples. Namjoon smiles even wider, cheeks pink. I have a little confession to make, Sokjin says, <laughs> and reluctantly breaks eye contact with Namjoon to reach inside his bag with the hand that's not cupping Namjoon's cheek. When he takes out the journal, Namjoon's eyebrows Namjoon's eyebrows raise and he blushes harder. Did you did you read that? Mm-hmm. Maybe Sokjin asks, reluctantly letting go of Namjoon to hand him the journal. I hope you're not mad. No, it's just oh, I can't believe I lost that. Oh no, some of the stuff in there is totally for shits and giggles. Did you read everything? Oh, oh, <laughs> regret. Namjoon <laughs> seems to understand as soon as Sokjin smiles. You can check something else off now, Sokjin says. I'm sorry for reading it. I just think it's adorable and and beautiful at the same time. I mean, I really hope you get to check everything off. And um, his face feels like it's going red and looks down. Yeah, you deserve that. Mm, Like that line Mm. killed me. Yeah, you deserve that. You deserve that. that, Mm. Just met him. Yeah. He looks back up and Namjoon's eyes are bright, understanding. 
Thank you, he says softly. He pauses for a moment, looks down at the journal, and then back up at Sokjin. He reaches in his pocket and pulls out a pen. It's battered and old, probably the one he's used to write in the journal all this time. Then Namjoon offers the journal and the pen to Sokjin. You should check it off for me, he says with a small smile. You sure? Sokjin asks, hesitating to take them from Namjoon. Yeah, of course, Namjoon says. You're the one I kissed after all. Sokjin smiles a bit at that. Okay, then. He flips the page and wonders when Namjoon wrote it. Maybe up the previous year when he saw others kissing. Maybe while watching a particularly unrealistic romantic comedy. Or maybe just one morning the idea popped into his head and he wrote it over breakfast with a giggle. Like, this will never happen, but whatever. His heart skips a beat when he realizes that he really wants to know. He wants to know Kim Namjoon, who writes bucket lists in sky blue journals and stays sober at New Year's parties and went all the way to Australia just so he could pat a kangaroo, who takes risks and tries to live his life to the fullest. Sokjin doesn't want to be a stranger. So he checks off number 621, writes the date, and smiles as he adds his phone number to the side, then fails at doodling a cute balloon. He finishes it all off with... Don't be a stranger. No. <laughs> okay. How perfect. I love this ending. How he's like doesn't want to be a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like he fulfilled the bucket list mm-hmm. dream of kissing a stranger, but mm-hmm. then decides to check it off and write his number and say, don't be a stranger. Yeah. Like, he wants to continue this relationship, which is just so cute. Do you want the post story note? I do. I do. At some point in the future, Namjin are running from museum to museum in Japan while drilling each other on the French they learned from Duolingo. Cute. Oh, they're doing his bucket list they're together. They're doing the bucket list together. Oh, so cute. Oh, wow. A little bit like magic. A little bit like magic. Um, I forgot to... Um, I, I said who the author was, but I wanted to say I found this fanfic probably because I searched like most recent this is from literally the third of january of 2020 oh i guess it's from a year ago just kidding it's from the third of january of 2021 but it was one of the most recent new year's fanfics posted uh-huh. like within like you know but yeah within, that's when it was yeah posted. 2021 uh-huh and it has um but that was like last january. last year yeah. yeah but it has uh 124 kudos and uh, only 620 hits right now. So make sure Iconics, you go and show this amazing fanfic some love. Yeah, this is what's crazy about fanfiction is like you can have fanfics that have thousands and thousands of likes, but you can find some that only have a couple hundred kudos yeah. or a couple hundred um, reads. And then you go in and you're like, wow, this story is really fantastic and well written. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I'm glad Excellent that you liked pick. it. Excellent <laughs> pick. That was the plot in it was great. We got some Namjin. It's been a while since we've had a Namjin fic mm-hmm. on here. Namjin, yeah. 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 You you never fail to disappoint me uh, with this. What a great story. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear what you have. Yeah. All right. So the fan fiction that I picked is called The People We Love, and it's by Almost Sophie One on AO3. So I picked this fan fiction because, of course, it's a New Year's theme fanfic, but also 
it has a lot to do with like the dogs in the BTS family. Oh, cute. And because Jungkook recently got his two new puppies and then we also have Bam and all of that and they're on their break so we get a lot of like puppy pics. It just felt fitting. Yeah. It felt fitting. And I'm just a sucker for any time the dogs and pets are brought into fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm excited. I yeah. love dogs. Okay. So it starts off with Jungkook's perspective. It's snowing when Jungkook gets off work. It's the slow, small flakes that don't stick, gray skies and wet pavement, the kind of end of December weather that sighs with bone deep exhaustion and beckons Jungkook to hole up in his apartment and sleep until spring. He burrows into his scarf as he walks towards the bus stop, snow catching on his eyelashes and landing on his nose, making him sniff. It's been a long day, a long week, really, a long year. Jungkook's boots scuff against cracks in the pavement, the only sound in the otherwise quiet alley that runs behind the company's building. At least, it's a quiet alley until Jungkook hears a soft whine from a pile of cardboard boxes to his right. Jungkook's footsteps falter, and he turns to stare in the direction of the noise, his eyes widening. There's a snuffle, followed by another long, drawn-out whimper. No! Oh, Jungkook whispers, hurrying toward the boxes, heart already pinging in his chest. He drops to his knees. Beside the pile of cardboard, a pair of black eyes staring up at him. Hi, baby, Jungkook croons. It's a dog, a puppy maybe, with matted curly brown fur and floppy ears. The dog whines again, putting tiny paws up on the edge of the box, and Jungkook's eyes begin to sting. Did someone leave you out here? Oh my god, this is already the cutest thing ever, and I, also so sad. It's so sad. But like, I, I can just imagine, like, this is such a Jungkook thing, like him whispering, like, "Oh, and oh, hi, baby." I oh, know. that's so cute. I know. <sighs> the dog's tail starts to wag, tapping against the sides of the cardboard prison. Jungkook reaches out slowly, letting the dog sniff him for a moment before a rough, wet tongue sweeps over Jungkook's fingers, making him giggle despite the lump in his throat. Okay, Jungkook says, and he gently strokes the puppy's head, scratching behind one of his soft ears. Let's get you out of the cold. The dog lets out a tiny bark, which Jungkook takes as an agreement. The problem is A, getting the dog home on the bus, something very much not allowed. The problem is B, smuggling the dog into his tiny apartment, where he's also very much not allowed to have pets. The problem is C, getting the dog to a vet for a health checkup, see problem A for transporta transportation issues, and paying for it, which could be considered problem D as well. Damn. <laughs> Jungkook bites his lip, gently petting down the puppy's neck as his tail continues to tap with excitement against the box. If he was still in Busan, Jungkook could call his friends he'd grown up with or had gone to university with, or his parents, or his young. But Jungkook is in Seoul, where he's lived for the past 10 months, and his friends here are far and few between. But there is one person, however, that Jungkook thinks would be okay with an out-of-the-blue call on New Year's Eve about a dog. At least, Jungkook hopes that it would be okay. Gnawing on his lower lip, Jungkook pulls his phone out from his jacket pocket with his free hand, the little dog still snuffling into Jungkook's other palm. I've got you, Jungkook tells the puppy, and he presses call. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm cute, hooked. Cute, cute, cute. Yes. <laughs> okay. So now we're going on to Sakjin. 
Yoongi shuffles down the aisle, swallowed completely in Seokjin's pink hoodie, and stops only to inspect some fish, lifting up the package and squinting at it. It's impossible not to smile watching him, impossible not to stare at the way Yoongi's nose scrunches, as he must decide he doesn't like this selection as he puts the package down again, shoving his hands back into his sweatshirt pockets before continuing his tired, waddled walk. There's something really unfair about Yoongi wearing Seokjin's clothes, and not just unfair in that Yoongi steals them out of Seokjin's clean laundry piles and, li- and lies they got mixed up with his. It's more that Seokjin has been a little bit in love with his roommate for the past two years. Well, the last three years, if Seokjin's counting the time that he refused to acknowledge his own feelings. <laughs> and seeing Yoongi in his favorite hoodie makes his chest warm, bright, and achy all at the same time. Truly unfair, Min Yoongi, Sukjun thinks as Yoongi stops again, and this time in front of some frozen mandu. Fortunately, Sukjun's phone buzzes then, interrupting his pitiful pining brain, and pulls his card over to the side of the aisle to answer it, smiling when he sees the caller ID. Jungkooka, Sukjun greets, and Yoongi turns around, cocking his head to the side curiously when he hears it. We miss you at dinner last week. Are you feeling better? Yeah, yeah, much better. Sorry I couldn't make it young, Jungkook answers, and his voice still sounds a little croaky from the cold. I guess, um, I have a question. Please feel free to say no. I know this is a lot to ask, but I really wasn't sure what else to do, and hey, hey, it's okay, Sukjin frowns, leaning on the cart handle. What's going on, Gukka? Are you all right? Oh, what a good young. What a good young, I know. Yoongi moves forward at this, huddling beside Sokjin with a furrowed brow, clearly trying to eavesdrop. And even Yoongi's, like, concerned, like, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Like, what do we got to (laughs) do? What's going on? I love. I know. It's perfect. (laughs) Okay. I'm fine, Jungkook promises immediately. But I, I sort of found an abandoned dog near my work, and it's below freezing, and the sun is about to set, and I just can't leave him out here. But... If I smuggle him onto the bus, there's still a problem with my landlord finding out about him at my apartment and then getting him to the vet. And I thought that maybe um, maybe you could help. Sukjin blinks and looks at Yoongi, who looks at him, and they both nod at the same time. Jungkook's already continuing. However, in the middle of saying, sorry, didn't think it through, I'll look up some rescue organizations. We'll come pick you up now, Sokjin says, and Yoongi takes the cart from him, pink sleeves tucked over his hands um, with just his nail-bitten fingers poking out. Are you still close to your company building? There's a small breath of relief on the other end of the call. Yeah. We could probably be there in 20 minutes, Sokjin tells him, and Yoongi and him make their way to the front of the store. Just send me the address, okay? Got it. Thank you so, so much, Young. Jungkook's voice is a little watery. Of course, Sokjin says. He's known Jungkook for the better part of the year and has known him for even longer through Jung Young, who was in Sokjin's theater program at SNU. With Yeonjun back in Busan, it's the younger Jian brother who Sokjin goes to dinner with and invites over for video game nights. But where Jun Young was always, going, was always outgoing and loud, Jungkook is quiet and reserved, something he doesn't quite understand that Sokjin values him as a friend and not just as Jung Young's dongsei, who Sokjin has asked to look after. So before Jin hangs up, he says, I'm glad you called. There's a moment of hesitation before Jungkook softly answers, me too, Young. What are the odds that this dog is the size of a bear and Jungkook is carrying it like a baby? Yoongi draws as they reach the (laughs) checkout line. A solid eight. 
Yungi snorts. Chances that the dog is actually a baby bear? Sokjin laughs, the noise squeaking and making the cashier look at him in surprise after he stifles it. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Even in the middle of Seoul, since it's Jungkook we're talking about. Yungi grins, the gummy smile reserved for when he's particularly happy, and Jin can't help but to grin back. This is amazing. So cute. Like, so cute and, like, such incredible friends. Like, they're stop cutting their grocery trip early. They're and checking you know, out. Yungi's they're at going. the grocery store. So, you know, he's, like, he's on a mission. Yeah. But they're, like, pretty much canceling everything that they're doing to go and help out Jungkook. Literally dropping everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then just, like, the fact that Jungkook felt vulnerable enough to, like, call Jen his young. But it's Jen who he decides to call. Yeah. He's like, I found this abandoned dog, and I know that Yungi and Jen would take him in yeah cute cute okay so now we're into Young's perspective yantan watches him with the most judgmental eyes possible oh my god permanently <laughs> disapproving eyebrows seemingly especially disgruntled by today look Young says as he shoves a squeak toy that was once yantan's into a canvas bag you don't even play with these anymore. There's a dog who actually needs them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yantan yips at him. Taeyang sighs and reaches for a knotted rope and sticks that into the bag, too. Yantan trots out of the living room on tiny, angry legs. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny, angry legs. 100%. Why is this so perfect for Yantan? <laughs> like, the fucking sass. <laughs> perfect description. <laughs> oh. uh, to Taeyang's right... His front door beeps a few times. There's only one person who knows Taeyang's apartment passcode, 1310. So Young calls. Hi, Jiminy, at the same moment that the door swings open. Jimin has his over-the-shoulder bag with him as he steps inside, and he smiles as he drops into the sofa. It's his overnight bag, the one he brings when he wants to stay. Hi, Tae, he says. Young grins up at him. You'll never guess what Yoongi Young called me about earlier. He finally confessed to Sook Jin Young his feelings for him. Jimin, Jimin asks, and he plops himself down on the floor beside Tae Young without any of his dancer's grace, immediately wiggling around his around so his head is on Tae Young's lap. Unfortunately not, Tae Young says, and sets aside the bag of Yantan's soon-to-be-stolen toys so that he can pet Jimin's hair. It starts with Jian Jungkook and ends with Stray Puppy. Oh, my gosh. Jimin's <laughs> eyes widen. No. Yes. Jungkook found a dog, and now Sokjin and Yungi are on their way to pick him up. They, they wanted to ask if I had some pet supplies, so I'm taking Yantan's toys. They're going to keep it? I don't know. I think it might be a temporary thing for now. Jimin snorts. I give Yungi Young exactly two days before he gives the dog his own last name and starts <laughs> referring to it as his child. <laughs> Taeyang giggles and he brushes Jimin's bangs away from his face, hair finally soft again after Jimin's many rounds of bleaching and dyeing his hair when they were in university together. And so Jin Young, he'll pretend to complain for about an hour and then go out and buy a giant dog bed. Jimin supplies. Mm-hmm. Are we bringing Yantan's toys over to their apartment later? Yeah, if you want to come with me, Young says, peering down at Jimin. Definitely, Jimin answers, and he sits, up, he sits up with a yawn. I'm going to need caffeine first, after the day I've had. The kids were bad, just restless, 
They know they have school off tomorrow for the New Year's for New Year's Day, so they're ready to be done. Wait, okay, hold on. It doesn't make sense. I no, know. No, I know. Pause. It doesn't make sense. It's not that it doesn't make sense. Hold on. Jimin's a teacher. <laughs> he's a teacher. In this fanfic, Jimin's a teacher. <laughs> yes, he's a teacher. Oh, I just love that so much. Like oh, the correlation. Perfect. And also, I should have interrupted you like three minutes ago because. So basically, Yoongi and Sokjin are like platonic roommates who are both in love with each other and neither one have told each other? No. Oh my god. No, they haven't. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's the that's the majority of the ship in this. Okay. Yeah, is them. <laughs> okay, okay. Um where was I? Okay. Just restless. They know they have school off tomorrow for the New Year's Day, so they were already they were ready to be done. Jimin lines his toes up with Taeyang and reaches for his hands, and they pull they pull themselves up together. What about your day? Good, mostly. I get to take photos of a couple of their 50th anniversary, Taeyang says, and he feels himself smiling as he follows Jimin into the kitchen. When I show them some of the shots, the husband pointed at the screen and said, see, I told you that you're still as beautiful. Okay, hold up. I'm, I'm seeing some parallels. The fact that Taeyang is my bias and he's like taking pictures of this like older couple <laughs> for the 50th anniversary. <laughs> like cute, 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 wow. cute, cute. Incredible. Jimin's okay. face goes soft and his eyes curving gently. That'll be me in 50 years telling you that, he says, before he reaches for the coffee grounds. <laughs> 49, Taeyang corrects. Jimin hums questioningly as he fills up his coffee maker. 49, our anniversary is tomorrow, Taeyang says. Oh, Jimin says, and he turns, giving Taeyang his full attention as he smile as a smile plays on his lips. It is, isn't it? Taeyang nods. I know nothing really changed from before, but it still means something to me that we put a name to whatever we have, even if um, even if we didn't have to. Jimin reaches forward and takes Taeyang's hand, fingers intertwining. The black ring on Jimin's middle finger is colder than his skin, but it's familiar in Taeyang's gentle hold. We didn't have to, but I'm glad we did. You're my partner, Tae. I love you. <gasps> Vemin soulmate. Vemin soulmate. Love. Love yes. it forever. I love you too, Taeyang says. It makes his chest full, his heart light, because Jimin knows how Taeyang, how Taeyang means it how much he means it, because Jimin loves Taeyang just as fiercely. Let's be together for a long time, Taeyang says. He leans over to kiss Jimin's forehead. 49 more years at minimum, <laughs> Jimin tells him, squeezing his hand before letting go and starting the coffee maker. You'll be even more beautiful with gray hair. Taeyang laughs and leans against the counter beside him. So will you. Aww. So now we're on to Hosok. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. He's adorable. <laughs> Hosok laughs. <laughs> Two heads whoop up at the sound of his voice, one belonging to the curly-furred puppy and the other to the man or boy with dark hair and huge eyes. Fuck. They're both adorable. Thanks for bringing the food, Jin says, and he lifts the bag from Hosok's arms so Hosok can slip out of his shoes, the entryway already lined with familiar pairs of boots and sneakers. No problem. It's the kind I get Mickey, but you might want to check in with the vet when you visit about his diet, Hosok says as his eyes scan across the living room of Jin and Yoongi's apartment. There's the adorable man with the adorable dog on his lap, sitting on the floor beside the coffee table. Behind him on the sofa is Yoongi wearing a pink sweatshirt Hosok is pretty sure belongs to Sok Jin and, extremely, and has an extremely content expression. 
Taeyang and Jimin are on the other couch cushion, sitting particularly on top of each other, which is nothing new for them. <laughs> Hi, Hosak Young, Jimin greets, and Taeyang echoes. Hey, you too, Hosak tells them. Jungkook, this is Jung Hosak, Hosak Jung Jungkook. Yoongi supplies, gesturing, gesturing from the man with the dog to Hosak and back again. Jungkook bows his head from his position on the floor. It's nice to meet you, he says. The little dog in his arms is out sniffling in a wolf. Ooh. Nice to meet you, too. Has anyone named the little guy here yet? Hosok answers. Yoongi was named over 20 years ago. Jimin teases. Oh, my gosh. Oh I my so God. did not deliver that well. But yes, <laughs> he's making a joke about Yoongi. <laughs> <laughs> this little guy. <laughs> this little guy. Oh. We haven't thought of one yet, Jin says, and he sets down the dog food beside a bag of what looks to be an overflowing um, overflowing chew toys, some with a few teeth marks on them. I suggested Hamultang, which was rudely overruled. I wonder why, Yoongi deadpans. Yeah, who wouldn't want a dog to be named after a seafood soup? Hosok asks, winking at Sok Jin before he at, before he... He pads across the heated floor to crouch down in front of Jungkook and the dog. Jungkook looks up at him through a curtain of dark hair and smiles a little shyly. He's really friendly, Jungkook says. Husak lets the puppy sniff at his hand, then scratches the top of his head. He is. Wow. Where did you find him? Near where I work. I think someone put him in a box and dropped him off instead of taking him to a shelter. Jungkook takes one finger and gently strokes the dog's little arm where it hangs over Jungkook's lap. That's awful, Hosok says, the dog leaning into his touch for more scratches. I don't get why people abandon animals like that. Around them, the others have started talking. Jimin and Yoongi are arguing about something, while Jin and Young list off what sounds like increasingly ridiculous ideas for names for the dog. I don't know either, Jungkook murmurs. Hosok comes to himself. It's lucky you found him. Jungkook blinks up at Hosok in surprise. What? Oh, no, I just, it's what anyone would have done. And Jin Young and Yugi Young are the only reason that I could have gotten him out of the cold. Jian Jungkook, Sok Jin's friend that Hosak had heard about in passing for nearly, nearly a year, had only heard good things and sometimes ridiculous things, like how Jian Jungkook once only ate a cup of ramen for an entire week, <laughs> and on another occasion, how he wrestled Sokjin to the floor and then carried him out of the apartment bridal style because Sokjin <laughs> called him a baby. <laughs> nah, I think he's lucky it's you who found him, Hosok says lightly, and Jungkook's shy smile reappears as he ducks his head in what might be embarrassment. Do you have any pets, Hosok see? Jungkook asks. Hosok nods. My dog, Mickey... He says, then adds, just call me Young. Hosak Young, Jungkook corrects himself, and the puppy is in his lap, and it huffs quietly and rolls a little to the left, exposing his belly. Jungkook rubs it gently. Do you have any pictures of Mickey? Hosak grins, reaching for his phone. You're going to regret asking that, Yugi <laughs> says from above them. Like, you don't have a thousand pictures on your phone of your brother's cat, Hosak says. Touche. <laughs> Hosaka, you're staying for dinner, right? Namjoon's getting some takeout now, Sokjin says, perching up on the arm of the sofa beside Yoongi. The studio's closed tomorrow for New Year's Day, so I'm in, Hosak says. Jimin and Young high-five each other. 
Jungkook asks about the studio, so Hoseok asks if he dances, and pictures of Mickey are forgotten, at least for the moment. By the time Nanjun arrives with the takeout, Jungkook has stopped ducking his head with every answer and is laughing with his head thrown back and eyes crinkled, dogs still curled up in his lap. And Hosok is really glad he agreed to stay for dinner. Cute, cute, cute. Yeah. Also, the writing is really incredible. Yeah. Really fantastic. Like, I can really visualize these boys doing these things. Mm-hmm. It's so them. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am with the Hope Cook again. Like, yeah. I really don't ship uh, Hope Cook, but, like, them and fanfics, I'm all about it's it. It's cute. Like, I really think it's cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Jimin now. What if I got a cat? Jimin asks, swirling wine around in his bright yellow mug soaked in poured. You're allergic to cats, Taeyang reminds him. There's only one last piece of kimbap on the coffee table. The rest for the take, rest of the takeout completely decimated. Which Jimin is allergic to cats. Isn't uh-huh. that sad? That is very like, sad. Like, he loves cats. He curled up with that fucking cat in Serendipity. I know. He's the allergic and cat he had to Serendipity? press it to his face like yeah. that. Dang. No, he loves kitties, mm-hmm. but he's allergic. It's so unfortunate. Um. Okay. Jimin sighs, leaning his head back against Tang's legs. I could get one of those hairless cats. You mean Yoongi? <laughs> oh, my God. So asked Riley from his position on the couch beside Young. I heard that, Yungi mutters. I resent that remark. You resemble it, Hosok says. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking hairless cat. Incredible. <laughs> Jimin giggle, giggles at Yungi. Um, it's nearing midnight now, and all of them are full and tired. The little dog now on Hosok's lap instead of Jungkook's. The two of them are... Uh, the two of them talked all through dinner, Hosok's dimples constantly on display, Jungkook growing more and more relaxed with each minute. It's good, Jimin thinks. Jungkook is one of the kindest friends Jimin has, and Jungkook doesn't seem to realize that they are friends, or at least that Jimin considers them to be close. Hosok is the kind of person who loves so loudly that there's no way Jungkook could write it off as merely friendliness, an acquaintanceship of convenience or proximity. And maybe there's something like a spark between them too. But whatever kind of relationship that begins from tonight, Jimin has a feeling it will be a good one. Namjoon gently touches Jimin's arm. What are you thinking about? He asks, smiling. His long legs are drawn out with his knees to his chest. Beginnings, Jimin answers. He feels Young's hands in his hair, stroking gently. Hosok and Jungkook are talking again, Yoongi and Jen debating whether or not um, they should try finding a vet that opens tomorrow or not. I guess that's timely with the new year coming up, Namjoon says, and he rests his cheek against the top of his knees. I know it's not the same as Solal, but it still makes me think. Everything makes you think young, Jimin teases. Namjoon snorts. Maybe. I don't know, though. I just, another day on the calendar. It's just another day on the calendar, but it feels like more than that. A metaphorical new beginning, Taeyang says, voice soft and deep. The beautiful baritone Jimin loves. Between Jimin and Taeyang's low low tones, Jimin feels like he's wrapping himself in a blanket of warmth. Could you imagine being between Jimin and, mm-hmm. I mean, between Taeyang and fucking Namjoon? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he really feels like he's wrapped in a blanket in their, of warm, yeah. warmth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Namjoon agrees. I think maybe I'd like it to be. For what? Jimin asks. Myself, maybe. This year was hard. Jimin hums in acknowledgement. He remembers holding Namjoon through some of the worst of it. He remembers being held by Namjoon and Taeyang and the others in his worst moments, too. 
But they made it through. They all did. You did well, young, Jimin says quietly. So did you, Namjoon answers, and his eyes are wet behind his glasses when he looks up past Jimin. You too, Taeyonga. I'm proud of you both. Aw, young, Taeyong says, and his voice wavers um, enough that Jimin knows the exact expression that must be on his face. If you both start crying, so will I, Jimin warns, trying for stern and coming off as pleading. <laughs> Namjoon looks out at a barking laugh, or Namjoon lets out a barking laugh that still sounds like he's holding back tears, and Taeyong leans down to press a kiss to the top of Jimin's head. Yeah, Sojin says, and it's loud enough that everyone looks his way. Even the dog raises his head from Hosok's lap. Jin holds up his phone. 12 o'clock, midnight, glowing back at them in white letters or white numbers. Happy New Year. Jimin laughs. He says, Happy New Year to everyone before tilting his head back and telling Young Happy Anniversary. So they like got together on New Year's, oh, which is super cute. I love. Young's uh, answering grin is wonderful, familiar, beautiful, beginning to the new year. Wow. Okay. Just like me and my husband just saying. Oh That's right. <laughs> That's right. Jordan told me he loved me for the first time on New Year's at my house, at your house. <laughs> yeah, in your parents' basement where we started the podcast. Right. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Everything just like circles back. Everything's connected. Everything. Um. Wow. Also, just sorry. I totally went it's off topic, really but cute. it's really sweet. This whole story is super fluffy. I uh, have to like. I didn't I preface it. that, I but it's it. fluff. And I really love how it's like these different scenes. Like it's not like you know a short little one-off, but it's all of these scenes that are super connected. But I like how the author is switching from perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're on to Yungi's perspective. Okay. You want to keep him, don't you? Sokjin says, and he doesn't p- pitch his voice up to make it a question. Yoongi takes the cup from Sokjin, turning it in his hands to run the towel over it. Do you? He can feel Sokjin staring at him, and he maintains his best poker face. The sounds of sleepy conversation float from the living room into the kitchen, but Yoongi doesn't bother to listen in, not when he's waiting with foreign nonchalance, nonchalance for Sokjin's answer. Well, Jin says, and he turns off the tap. I think he's not too loud. Agreed. And he hasn't tried to bite anyone. Yeah. And Jungkook likes him a lot. He does. And you like him, Jin adds. Yungi makes a soft noise of agreement as he sets down the towel on the counter. But this is our decision to make together. If you think it's a bad idea, I'll help Jungkook find a rescue society or make a post online to see if anyone wants to adopt. Sokjin just shakes his head. Let's keep him. Warmth courses through Yoongi. This would be their dog. Like, cute, 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 cute. Like oh my a gosh. family. No! Yeah. Yeah, I like him too. Even if you won't let me name him Hamulting. <laughs> That's such a bad name, Yungi says, but it lacks bite with the way um, with the way affection is sitting on his tongue. It's a perfectly good name, Jen argues. You're impossible. That's why you love me. It is impossible, Yungi repeats instead, picking up the towel again. Jen laughs obnoxiously, the perfect squeaking laugh, high-pitched and infectious, and Yungi grins down at the countertop. Jin turns on the water again, and when Yungi peeks at him from the corner of his eye, he finds Jin's ears pink with embarrassment, which is odd because Jin and Yungi are pretty far past the point of getting embarrassed around each other. 
unless. Young, Yugi says, and he clears his throat as Jin starts to wash another mug. You know, I, I do love you. Yeah. The mug slips from Jin's hands, clattering loudly against the seat space on. It doesn't shatter, thankfully, though soaked Jin's cheeks are even more flushed than before. Of course I know, Jin says. I'm very lovable. <laughs> oh. You have no idea, Yugi thinks to himself, because Jin's bravado is rooted in confidence, yes, but not true ego. Yugi loves Jin as a friend, but he also is a little bit in love with Sok Jin. A lot in love, even. Yugi was going to tell him on Christmas, just drop a casual comment about Jin, about taking Sok Jin on a Christmas date since everyone else in Korea was doing it. But Yoongi is only a man, and he's been in love with Sook Jin for three, nearly three years now. <laughs> he's only a man. What can he do? What can he you do? <laughs> um, there's not an easy confession to make, um, even though part of him, part of him knows that Sook Jin loves him too, in the same way. Yoongi feels it. It's just the way that they are. But maybe they're both scared of the change. What was what was it Namjoon had said earlier to Jim, Jimin? A chance for a new beginning? They continue washing the dishes quietly. Sokjin's movements a little jerky and uncoordinated. Crooked fingers and delicate hands. He's thinking about it all. He is. He's nervous. I love the comment of the crooked fingers. Mm-hmm. Like the OT in me is like, I see them crooked fingers. <laughs> Yoongi, very, um, Yoongi would very much like to hold his hands and crooked fingers without acting like he didn't love the man they belonged to. Young, Yoongi says quietly, yeah. I'm in love with you. Jen drops another glass, and this time it does break. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jen hisses. <laughs> His eyes are wide as they dart between Yoongi's face and the shards of glass in the sink. Yoongi stares blankly, heart pounding in his ears. Jen just swore. Jen almost never swears. Was Yoongi wrong? Shit. Shit. Damn. You guys okay in there? Namjoon calls, and Yoongi and Jen have locked eyes. And Jen looks every bit as panicked as Yoongi feels, and neither of them answer. Silence settles for several breaths too long, and then there are soapy fingers cradling his face, full lips pressing against his own, and Yoongi gasps against Sokjin's mouth, wrapping his arms around Jen's waist. He pulls him in closer, warmth radiating from Sokjin's chest. Yoongi rocks up to his toes, and God, he's kissing Jen. He's kissing Jen in yes. the kitchen, and Jen is kissing him back, and, Ugh. well, it was about time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Jen pulls back, face flushed and eyes wide. Yugi can feel soap bubbles on his cheeks from Jin's hands, but he doesn't really care. He doesn't even care that Jimin and Namjoon are staring at them. Jimin with glee and Namjoon grinning sheepishly from the archway of their living room. I think that's our cue to leave, Jimin draws. Happy New Year's, Youngs. <laughs> I'm happy for you both, and I love you a lot. Jin blinks rapidly, right? Yes, Happy New Year. Yoongi, did you really just say that you were in love with me? Jimin laughs, pulling Namjoon out of the kitchen, and Yoongi nods. Yeah, I did. Well, I love you too, Jin says, and he rubs the back of his neck like he, like he always does when he's embarrassed. <laughs> I figured that... I figured that from the kiss, Yungi tells him, attempting at humor but probably sounding out of breath still, and he feels a grin sneaking onto his face. Right, Jin says, and he coughs. So I'm going to get the glass out of the sink. Okay, and then I'm going to kiss you some more if that's all right. Perfect. Okay, and then maybe we can figure out a name for the dog. Holly, Yungi says. I was thinking Holly. 
Okay. Isn't that cute? No, like it's, it's like so the perfect. New Year's, like yes. Christmas, Holly, yes. and Yungi's dog is Holly. It's just, oh, it's so, so cute. It's so perfect. So, so cute. Okay, so last little bit of the story here. Let's get on to Namjoon. Did you have a good time tonight? Namjoon asks. Streetlights blur outside with taxi windows, snow still falling in thick snowflakes, making the pavement gleam in the darkness. I did, Jungkook says, smiling. They only live... Uh, a five-minute drive apart, and Namjoon has suggested sharing a taxi f- for the ride back like they'd done once before after dinner with Jin and Yoongi. I'm glad. It was good to see you, Jungkooka. Jungkook tilts his head back to the side, glancing at Namjoon in what might be a surprise. I, yeah, it was good to see you too. Namjoon smiles softly. Do you have any plans for the new year? Jungkook asks as the taxi slows to stop for the red light. Not really, Namjoon says honestly. There's not plans as much as changes. Namjoon frowns because it's not quite the right word. But it's also late and he's tired and his brain isn't supplying anything better at the moment. What kind of changes? Unless that's too personal. It's not, Namjoon assures, then laughs quietly. Actually, one of the things I want to change is being more open about how I'm feeling and to be kinder to myself about the things that I am feeling. Ah, Jungkook says, and nods an understanding. I think I could work on those things, too. The taxi driver turns, and Namjoon recognizes the street. They'll be at his apartment soon. Jungkook, ah, you have my number, right? Yes. Let me know when you're free. I can't cook as well as Sokjin Yang, but I do know a really good Chinese restaurant in our neighborhood. Jungkook's eyes visibly crinkle on the corners despite the darkness inside the car as he smiles. Okay, Yang. I'd like that. Namjoon nods, thinking back to Jungkook throughout the night, sitting beside Hosok with the puppy snuggled between them. And you do have Hosok's contact information. <laughs> yeah, I do. Namjoon's not always the best at reading people, but he's very sure that Jungkook's smile turns an even, even brighter at this. You should message him too, Namjoon advises. I will, Jungkook says. And Namjoon thinks his eyes actually sparkle as Satakis as the taxi stops beneath a light post. Namjoon passes his card over to the driver. Good, Namjoon says. And then as he chambers out of the car, or clambers out of the car, Happy New Year, Jungkooka. Happy New Year, Namjoon. I'll see you soon. Namjoon waves as the taxi pulls away from the curb, watching the red flash of the taillights until they disappear around the corner. New beginnings, even metaphorical ones always make Namjoon stupidly sentimental. The night air is cold, but Namjoon takes a deep breath anyway, filling his lungs until they're bursting, then lighting it out again. A snowflake lands on Namjoon's nose, and he sneezes loudly, and he supposes that he should probably not start the new year by catching a cold on January 1st, and heads into his apartment building instead. His phone is flooded with notifications when he opens it, and he flops down on his bed to read them. It's a group chat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so they're talking in this like group chat. Mm-hmm. Jimin is talking about dinner at his apartment and that they should bring wine. And then Taehyung says it needs to be red wine. And so they're basically all making plans with each other. Um, and it's just really cute. And so in this group text, Jungkook finally responds saying, Hi, I can bring the wine next Friday too. Oh, <laughs> so like not like the whole point of the story. That's kind of like the end of the story. Um, let me read the last line. At least with whatever this this year brings, Namjoon thinks 
um, as he starts typing his own response, he'll have the people he loves with him every step of the way. Cute. Wow. But, you know, the story started off with Jungkook, like, not going to dinner when he was invited. Um, and he's just kind of not – he doesn't feel like his friends are really his friends mm-hmm. or that they're as close to him as he thinks they are. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, proximity or feels kind of lonely yeah. and just feels like, yeah, they're acquaintances because yeah. of proximity. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's, this it's last group chat is, like, very long. Like, all of the – It's really long. That's why I didn't read all of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of the members go back and forth so many times before jungkook even says anything like as we as we were scrolling through i didn't even think that jungkook was included in this chat i thought it was going to be like something else like they were all making plans to like get him in or something Mm -hmm. but no he's in it yeah yeah oh wow i love that yeah it was really fluffy but it was like jin and yoongi like yoonjin i don't know if i've done yoonjin before i don't know that you have Mm -hmm. yeah um i also love that both of us randomly picked jen as our like main ship for this fanfic and totally unexpected mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow i love that Thank yeah you for both of our stories were really sweet i love i mean new year's new an year's. optimistic time it's a good time for some sweetness in our lives some self-reflection yeah you know? yeah Thinking there was a lot of self-reflection you're... in your story too i mm-hmm. liked namjoon's points that he had mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow. Well, Gray, we started off the new year with a fanfic files. We said in our last episode that we wanted to do more fanfic files and mm-hmm. ship series this year. So we're off to a good start. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it also helps that BTS are like on break right now. So mm-hmm. we have a moment to like not have to cover a bunch of BTS content. Like what they're out. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a moment. Yeah. Yeah. So we could finally bring you Iconics, another much requested fanfic file. You guys love the fanfic files. Yeah. And we love <laughs> to do them too. So yeah. any opportunity that we have. Uh, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the fanfic files. We do want to say a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP Iconics, Eileen, Michelle, Deja, Meg, Rachel, Robin, Crystal, Emily, Madison, and Holly. Thank you, Iconics, so much for your support, both on Patreon and just everywhere in all of the ways that you do. We love you so, so much. Yes, thank you for all of the support. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by rating us and reviewing us on iTunes and on Spotify. And, of course, supporting um, the National Month for Cervical Cancer Awareness by informing yourself and informing others and donating to the cause if you can. Of course, you can find links for all of those things as well as our social medias in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts